0: Welcome to the Kenneth K. Law Life and Leadership Podcast, designed to encourage and inspire. Let's listen to another great episode. Good day. This is Kenneth K. Law with the Life and Leadership Show, and we're back on here today for another great episode Uh, where we will continuously talk and speak and discuss and strategize about great things that will pertain to your life as well as to your leadership. And when I say life and leadership, in the past, I've shared that uh, our lives and our leadership roles that we serve, whether it's private or public, they intersect so much and that we are leaders, whether we're in the marketplace or in ministry, or even in our homes, we're leaders and our lives are shaped by our leadership and our leadership is shaped by our lives. And so today I want to continue talking about the forward thinking leader and uh, continuously speak on that, build on that, to strengthen you in that, to give even greater clarity and understanding so that you can begin to see how to apply that, how to shape that, how to begin to think in that manner, that mindset, uh, that takes time. It takes time to begin to grow into the fourth thinker. It requires uh, having a growth mindset. Uh, it's been uh, talked about in the past that usually most people have two kinds of mindsets. There's the growth mindset, and then there's a fixed mindset a fixed mindset is usually the person uh that thinks based on their rather education or their experiences or even back in the day their iq that what that was is all they could be that's all they will ever strive to be based on what people said based on culture or surroundings or environment this is all it is this is all you will be this is as far as you can go and many people have fixed their minds that they can only go as far as their education allows, as far as their upbringing or pedigree, or as far as their paycheck or whatever the case may be. But the growth mindset is totally different. The growth mindset is one that believes despite my lack of education or whatever the case may be or where I am financially or where I may be culturally I can still use my experiences to grow. I can still find ways to evolve. I can still find ways to overcome. I can learn. I can uh, have a desire to understand more. I can pursue these things over here that are outside of the box of my life and of my thinking and of my environment. And many of us don't realize that our thinking has been shaped over the years and throughout our lives through our environment, our culture, um, through traditional things that have been passed along, advice, some good, some bad, uh, counsel, uh, some good, some bad, uh, and all these things have shaped us. You know, our parenting or lack thereof of parenting, um, leadership, whether it's in school or the community or lack thereof, all of those things have played a factor and shaping how we think and sometimes we have to begin to ask ourselves do i have a growth mindset or do i have a fixed mindset and that's an important question that you need to ask do you have a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset are you willing to expand are you willing to use your experiences to evolve to search to grow in different areas, to mature in the areas that you may have ignored? Are you willing to take a risk on being an entrepreneur when you come from a family of nine to fivers? You know, many people don't come from entrepreneur backgrounds. They come from folk that clocked in, clocked out, they did their 30 or their 40 years, they retired, got their pension, so on so forth and so on. Uh, But you're the you're the one that's different, you know, you're thinking, you know, maybe I can be an entrepreneur so that, you know, those things have shaped us. We've seen our parents go to work, but we didn't always see a lot of our parents go and open up businesses. And then there's some people that have had the opposite. So, you know, I I digress a little bit, but with that, I want to just challenge you, ask yourself, are you a, uh, do you have a mindset of growth or do you have rather a fixed mindset Do you think you can only go as far as your education is your IQ or based on the words of those you trusted or are you willing to step out and do some other things and have a little more foresight to think beyond where you are and to go for it and go for it. So I say that, you know, because developing a forward thinking mindset, it takes a little time and in order to develop a forward thinking mindset you have to first deal with what is your present mindset is your present mindset like i said is it fixed or it is one of growth and you have to think about that where are you mentally where are you in, in your thought process how do you deal with things you know uh, all of us have systems whether we think we do or not all of us have systems uh, if you're a type of person that procrastinates, that's your system. If you're a person that pays your bills late, that's your system. Or you're a person that pays your bills on time, that's your system. Or those that you know jump ahead and and get things done and go forward and they are always kind of a couple of steps ahead. That's their system. So all of us have a system that we function within. Some of it's uh, a functional system. And some of them are dysfunctional systems. So you have to begin to ask yourself, am I, I, I know I'm educated. I got this, I got that, this is going on. But am I really functioning in the in a healthy system that brings me into a forward thinking mindset? Or am I really functioning in a dysfunctional system uh, that really keeps me in a place I'm always trying to catch up? I'm always trying to catch up. And you got to begin to ask yourself that question, but sometimes here, here's something that will help you. You may have to ask someone this question outside of your circle, outside of your immediate circle, someone that you may may not have great attachment to, but maybe a peer or someone that you respect that does similar job as you or someone in a different uh, sphere of, of society or whatever they may do and ask them a question. Hey, you know, you've been around me for some time. Uh, you know, can I ask you a question? I'm, I'm working to uh, evolve in some things. Can you help me see, you know, tell me a little bit about how I function and how I come across to you and how you see me come across to others and be prepared for some honesty, but also use the honesty to grow. Use the honesty to grow. Don't use the honesty to be offended because the goal is growth. The the goal is to move forward, not to retract, not to um, retreat, but it is to go forward. And sometimes in order to go forward, to move forward, we have to first tackle the hard thing that's in front of us. And that's okay. You're you're a big boy. You're a big girl. You can handle it because you want to grow. You really want to break the cycles and the patterns and the systems of dysfunction, so that you can move in patterns and systems and mindsets of function, so that you can be healthy. So, in order to find out where you are, where you rather before you find out where you're going, mm-hmm. you first have to find out where you are. You have to find out what is uh, what is necessary. Uh, what do you need to hear? What data do you need to gather? About you, so you can have an understanding, so then you can begin to move forward. So I say all of that because when we're talking about forward thinking, forward thinking is really uh, it's, it's a, a it's a it's a whole different mindset that we have to you have to nurture, you have to practice it, you have to want to forward think, you have to want to begin to ask questions, and develop answers um, to questions that have not been asked before. Um, I'm going to, on probably on the next show, I'm going to read you a story called The Hind Story, but to give you just a, a narrative, a kind of a, I'm going to paraphrase it. it, it's the story of two men that were going up for a job interview. The first man came in, um, and he uh, went for the interview, some kind of a leadership position, and so the supervisor asked him a question and he answered it with one with one sentence. Then he asked him another, uh, another sentence, another question. And he says, I have to go back and have to get the answer for that, the uh, answer for you. And then he asked him another question. He says, OK, well, listen, I need to get that for you. I'm, I'm going to go back and I'll get that for you. And I'll have that information for you in a moment. Well, then he says, OK, well, thank you. But do me a favor. Um, I have one more applicant coming in and I want you to just sit outside here, outside of my office, and and I'll get back with you. He said, "Okay." So the next applicant comes in. And so the the supervisor asked him one question, one question uh, about what was going on on the job or in the plant. That applicant was able to answer all of those questions within one question by giving him the details of what was happening, what was being shipped, what was being brought in, uh, what was scheduled to move the next day, the cost of it all, who was gonna be on the shift, who was leaving, who was on vacation. He gave him a rundown of the operations of everything. He answered uh, one question with 10 answers. And so after the interview, Uh, He offered the guy a job, but the guy that he had interviewed with first comes in and says, I now understand why I did not get hired. He began to see that his, his approach to information was so limited that he wanted a leadership position, but he could not answer questions or did not think he should have provided Uh, A rundown of things to his supervisor, not realizing that what the the interview was so tied to his thinking and to his new uh, his aspirations to this new leadership role. So he got challenged, but he needed to hear it. And sometimes we need to hear what forward thinking is. We need to be around folks so we can go back and say, oh, okay, I got it. I need to be a little more thorough in my detailing of my report or what I need to bring to those that I'm under in in leadership to that I can bring the answers that they need to conduct business, to make decisions. See, your role in your organization is so important. You you think because you're not number one that, that you're not necessary, you're not essential. But if you would only know, if you really realize that there are so many number ones looking for number twos there are so many leaders CEOs trying to find strong number twos number twos are those that are what we call uh in ministry sometimes second chair or even in business second chair those are your uh where you had a Moses there was a Joshua you know you have those right hand people who don't aspire to be on top but they realize that their function is to make sure that you remain on top by making sure that questions have been answered, they have been addressed, they have been solved, and then scenarios have been brought to you that help you make decisions for your organization. Let me tell you, there are many, many people are looking for number twos. They're looking for people who have that forward-thinking growth mindset, who understand their role and they become indispensable to the organization. See, we think we have to be number one to be indispensable, but truth be told, a strong number two is indispensable. A strong number two keeps number one in place. you know. So number ones are always trying to come in and find number twos. And, and forward thinking does make you indispensable. It makes you stand out amongst the other people. When you are able to allow yourself to evolve and to grow beyond that fixed mindset, you really begin to put yourself in a place of being indispensable. That when they're putting things together, your name comes up and say, "Hey, I got to have them on my team." It's kind of like when we were growing up. I know when I was growing up, uh I always, you know, when we had to pick teams, and because I was athletic growing up, I was picked one of the first one or two or something like that. And 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 then there were people that were picked last. Those that were picked in the first 2 or 3 picks, we were saying to them, "You're indispensable." you're indispensable. We need you. We got to have you on our team. And the people that were less with what they were saying was, you don't bring a lot on the team, but we need you kind of in those roles. But we, need, we don't need you uh, as a strength, but we do want you on. And so you have, you have your thinking puts you in a place that you become indispensable. Forward thinking makes you indispensable to your organization. You want your CEO, senior pastor, or whoever to be able to say, hey, before we have this meeting, call so-and-so, I need them in here. I want them to be a part of this. I need their insight. I want them to work on this project. You would be surprised at how many people are are, uh, needed in roles of project management End-to-end processes, people that people that are necessary to make things happen. You would be surprised of the need and the desire that people are looking for project managers in ministry and in marketplace. There is a push and a drive to find those that really can do end-to-end processes without handholding, without Without coddling, without always needing stimuli, without always needing someone to babysit and pat you on the back because you did a couple of things good, uh, all right. There is such a desire uh, all around for number twos, forward-thinking people that they can hire, put in leadership, put in ministry, put in the marketplace you know, put in key roles in education and government and, and finances and businesses that help turn things the right way. Um, forward thinkers are almost like the linchpins to certain organizations because of their management ability to think ahead, to have insight, to, to foresee things, to go two or three steps ahead to have one year plan, five year plan, 10 years out. They, they're indispensable. they indispensable. They're needed. They're like the linchpins of organizations that help swing things one way or another. And so I, I'm hoping I'm talking to someone today that really understands that I know you may not be the number one, but trust me, your number one needs you. They may not say it, but they need you. And, and in order to strengthen your role, be a stronger number 2 be a stronger thinker be willing to grow be willing to evolve outside of your present skill set and learn some things you sometimes you have to be vulnerable you have to be a little vulnerable to grow you have to be willing to say i don't know that even the bible says if you lack wisdom ask for it you know we have to be willing to ask for what we need we have to be willing to ask for help, to be mentored, to be uh, to shadow someone. Even you have to be willing to read. You have to be willing to get mentored through books. You may not be able to go to their conferences. You may not be able to see what's happening all around. Uh, or, you know, go and travel at this time, but a book is a good mentor. Find out some of your mentors that you aspire to be. And, and want to lean, learn and glean from and, and use your, the word of the Lord, but also use some, some books. I like to read about uh, Walt Disney. I think Walt Disney was one of the greatest visionaries uh, ever in the world. I think his foresight that Disney World is still using to this day, he put in plans even before he died for where the park would be and where it would grow for many years to come and they're still using his plans. I like to read about you know some of those things. That I read some uh, business books and just to aspire and see uh, the thinking and how did they use these ideas, these concepts, these simple concepts and had to have big impact you have to be willing to be mentored. You have to be willing to look around in your region and see if anyone is offering something or if there's someone that you aspire to be like, reach out to them, send them an email and say, Hey, um, I I would like to talk to you. I would like to, can I, can I get a 10 minutes conversation with you or, you know, and also be willing to pay for their time. You know, it, you have to be willing to sow and to grow. You have to be willing to invest in a new way of thinking. You have to be willing to, uh, put yourself in a place of, of opportunity of, of taking advantage of a door being open to you that many people won't go through. And so I, you know, today, I really want to encourage you greatly, um, about how to evolve into the forward thinker. It, it is, it's a journey, it's a process. Some people kind of have that and, and you know they kind of have that grace on them a little bit. And then some people have evolved into it and some people have run away from it because they're afraid that there's this thing that sometimes we say it in church, I don't wanna step on anybody's toes. and And sometimes I have to remind people, there are no toes, <laughs> Nobody owns anything in here. You know, you, you know what's what? Do you bring to the table? You know, do you want to? Are you bringing it to the table respectfully and honorably, and you know, in in appreciation to everything and respecting respecting everything that's around? Or you know, are you after a platform? You have to be willing to break through fear. And, and and you're going to, you know, they say you got in order to make an omelet, you got to crack a few eggs. You have to be willing to step beyond fear and thinking that, you know, you're going to step on some toes. Guess what? You just might, you know, and if that's not your intention, then great. But sometimes, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to your thinking when you become a forward thinker, it will ruffle the feathers of those that are in a fixed mindset. Fixed mindset folk don't like growth mindset folk. Fixed mindset folk are, don't like that growth people are always uh, talking about what's next and what's going on. Wow. Fixed mindset people are stuck where things are right now. They have no desire to move beyond that. So bringing forward thinkers around ruffles feathers. So I'll, let's talk about ministry. When you're in ministry, and and I can use my own as an example. We've uh, been doing this almost 14 years, and, and we moved into a new facility. And so, what happened? We moved. In, when we moved into a new facility, we moved into another area. We didn't just move close to where we were. We moved a few miles away, which mean we there was an, other people in the region that heard about us, started coming. Well, a lot of these people had different skills, and you know they brought to the vision. But the people who have been with me the longest, not all, not all, you know, not all, but some, let's just say some of the people with me, were challenged by that, but they also were afraid because they thought they were going to be left behind. And the goal is it was not to leave you behind, but if you're going to stay fixed, you leave yourself behind. See, we're afraid people are going to leave us behind, but the way we think leaves us behind. No one's keeping you trapped in that mindset, but yourself and you can't get mad that vision continues to move, that the church continues to evolve, that your business continues to prosper. The goal is for the church to prosper by the winning of souls and the advancement of kingdom. The goal of your business is sales. You want to sell your product, your services, your goods. You want to do it with excellence. We both want to do, both sides want to do it with excellence. And that means we have to keep evolving. We have to keep being molded and shaped by destiny and allowing the vision to dictate what's necessary and what's essential for right now. So what happens to people in a fixed mindset, they get mad at the growth people. They're mad at people that want to move forward, but then they begin to try to talk people out of growth. They try to talk people out of the vision because they have made a determination, this is where I'm staying. So the church, the business, the vision, the people, the organization did not leave you behind. You decided to stay where you were or where you are, but the bus kept moving. And some people are offended that the bus kept moving without them. But the reason we get on a bus is for the bus to move. We got someplace to go. So so you sometimes get challenged uh, with the growth mindset. You get challenged uh, rather with the fixed mindset, where some people are, are determined to fight against others' because of that forward thinking. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to back away. I don't want you to stop doing what you're doing. I want you to be willing to take a risk on your forward thinking ability now. I want you to take a risk on that you're thinking better. You're thinking clearer. I want you to begin to take a risk that you do have project management styles that you can offer to your ministry and in your marketplace that bring solutions, that they bring uh, um, answers, they clear things up right away. I want you to not be afraid that you have been wired for success. You are a leader. You are a profound leader, and God's hand is upon you. I want you to not be afraid that God gave you this thinking, that he gave you this ability, and that you are going to profit from it? You're supposed to be successful from it. Don't back away. Keep growing, keep evolving, and keep manifesting what's in you. Keep the dream alive and keep pressing forward in all that you do. I'm telling you, we need you. We need forward thinkers. This world needs forward thinkers. This world needs the sons of Issachar. This world needs those that are in second chair that can look at problems. And solve them and give options and and, and other solutions, they are able to help mobilize the vision of the CEO or the set man or whoever the case may be. You need that. And my prayer for you, as you pray for me, that we're praying that those people begin to evolve in our lives, in our ministry, and in our marketplace capacities, and they're coming with no agenda, only to serve, only to solve. You want uh, hear me when I say that we are praying for people that want to serve and solve, but not sabotage. We want serving and solving, but not sabotaging. And so we've gone through that. And so some leaders, I'm talking to some leaders, you may be afraid to let people in because you have been hurt. You've been sabotaged. But I'm also praying for you that you will be refreshed and you will be restored and you can recover so that you can begin to attract and train and equip those that have been sent to you that are there to serve and to solve and that they are no longer people there to sabotage. They're not there to undercut or sow discord. And and it comes a time where that really, those things hit us so hard that we don't know how to receive the second chair. All second chairs don't want your chair. I want you to know that all second chairs do not want your chair. And I want you to rest tonight. I want you, when you hear this message, I want you to get up the next day and and begin to ask the Lord to show you where your second chairs are, where are your Timothys, where are your Joshuas, where are those that are there to serve and solve and no longer, and not sabotage. They're out there, but they need a safe house to come to with their gift. They need a place to bring their project management, their MBAs. They want it it in the kingdom. They want it in the kingdom. And so I want to encourage you today that as we head to this, to conclude this time, this great time, it goes by so fast. I want to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged that great things are going to happen. I want you to keep growing. I want you to keep evolving. I want you to keep believing do not stop believing and do not let do not let the enemy don't don't let circumstances take your imagination away from you of what can be what could be and what should be you're called for such a time as now and we need forward thinkers to rise up all throughout the kingdom all throughout the land so we can serve and we can solve the problems of our society so with what I just want to say that to you. I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. And if you even desire for me to help you in some form or fashion within my capacity, you can email me at a K-L-A-W-T-E-C at gmail.com. That is a K. L-A-W-T-E-C at gmail.com and I'll pray and see what the Lord can do and manifest in your life during this time. So without, without further ado, here we are. I am Kenneth K. Law of Life and Leadership. God bless you and I'll talk to you soon. Have a phenomenal day. joining us for another episode of Kenneth K. Law Life and Leadership. Stay tuned for future episodes or you can connect with Kenneth K. Law at kenneth-k-law.mykajabi.com. That's kenneth-k-law.mykajabi. Kajabi is k-a-j-a-b-i.com.